the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weather at the top and bottom of the hour. Only on AM860, The Answer. High rip current risk in effect through this evening. Mostly cloudy, less humid today. High 66 tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, the low 51. Tomorrow, cloudy with a couple of showers. High 71. Winds becoming strong Tuesday. Cloudy, periods of rain and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. High 78. Get your weather news when and how you want it wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon for AM860, The Answer. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. How you doing? How you doing, Ken? Thank Joe for coming in and helping us out this morning. We, we, uh, we had a little technical thing. Yeah, that's right. Yes, we did. And we're going to fix it. You know what? We're going to get you a good computer. We're going to put <laughs> you as the host with my program so that you can control the video a little bit better. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I mm-hmm. talked with Joe about that. And he doesn't even have to buy the program. He can use my program because I know how cheap the company is. <laughs> Don't say that. It's not true. They take good care of you. <laughs> they love you. Well, I'm happy here. So so you can see me now on Facebook. We've got it worked out where it's not flipping back and forth. But go to um, Dr. Bill, your radio MD on 860 WGUL dot com on facebook and and find that page and you'll be able to see me without everything flipping back and forth i'm watching you right now on facebook as a matter of fact okay good is it working it's working just well streaming along all right we're happy now so ken hit me up earlier in the week and he said hey doc check out this new antibiotic for acinetobacter which is a bacteria that's causing uh hospital deaths primarily people that are on uh on uh, uh, ventilators, you know, they're intubated. They got the tube down in their airway and the machines well, doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, this is uh, a very common bacteria. It's found everywhere. We call it a water bug because it likes a moist area. And it probably lives in us and on us. Uh, but what happens is that when we're really sick and our immune system is down, uh, this this little booger can get in there and cause pneumonia and infections and uh, sepsis and and can kill you it's not something that is highly worrisome for the average person but the antibiotic that they're developing or have developed and they're testing it now zosura 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 balpin zosura balpin attacks the bacteria from a novel angle so the bacteria will secrete uh, a toxin or some type of chemical to coat its its cell membrane with that protects it from our immune system so that our, our antibodies can't attach to it. So, you know, it's like putting on a, a Teflon coating so that the, um, that the uh, antibodies can't attach. The antibodies actually go in and attach to the cell membrane of a foreign cell and uh, blow it up or tag it for uh, white blood cells to come around and pick up kind of like the garbage man. You know, they, <laughs> they set it out on the curb and say, come get this. <laughs> 
So uh, this is a really new, interesting antibiotic. And the first one to come down the pike in a long time, new, a whole new class of drugs because it actually blocks the release from inside of the, the bacteria's uh, cell onto the surface of the cell membrane. So um, very good, very interesting. Is, and, is this a superbug, as they call them? This, this is a superbug. Acinetobacter is one of the superbugs. But oddly enough, it's very common. And you can pick it up anywhere. It's in the water. It's in the soil. It's it's all over the place. It's Acinetobacter baumani, and uh, this is something that keeps the infectious disease doctors in business. They like this stuff. Well, it's got to be a good thing because uh, I know the bugs were getting resistant to our other antibiotics. Well, and, and you know they're adaptive. They're living organisms, so they're going to want to survive, as we have said over and over again on the show. Everything wants to survive. Even one-celled bacteria want to survive. One-celled uh, organism is inside the womb of a woman wants to survive. Come on, everything wants to live, and uh, you just got to find the right environment to do it. And problem with women wanting not to have babies is that we don't have a good environment yet to grow them outside of the uterus in. So, um, but the women, they don't like that idea. They, they think they should have control over their bodies. And uh, you, you know me, Ken, I'm a we're herd animals kind of guy, and we belong to each other, so we have to cooperate and work with each other. We can't just say, it's my body, and you can't do what you want with it. Well, you know what? Honestly, we can. I mean, if we <laughs> want to, we can do what we want. Um, and uh, don't forget that uh, men gave women the vote, and by God, they can take it away really easily. <laughs> I you wouldn't I mean? try. I wouldn't try that right now. Well, no, I wouldn't try it right now. You'd you'd have uh, you'd have a hundred women at your at, or probably ten thousand at your door with banners and posters all screaming and yelling. I've already got enough women mad at me around here <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> Well, I just thought it was something we should know today because it looked like it was a breakthrough kind of thing. It is, and it's a really uh, it's a really uh, potent antibiotic because it has the ability to to do something that no other antibiotic class has uh, ever done, and that is to block um, a, a, an enzymatic process, protein process inside the cell before the cell can do any damage, before the bacterial cell can do any damage. And that allows our immune system to attack it. Now, remember this uh, Cynodobacter baumani is is a it's a opportunistic bug. So you probably have some on you, and there's probably some in in your in your sink and uh, you know different areas uh, out in the dirt and so on and so forth. But it's not going to attack you because you're not immunocompromised. Your your immune system is working well. And of course, it needs a route of entry. And if you're in the ICU and you're on a ventilator, you've got IV fluids going. You've 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 got tubes and a catheter in your bladder and all that. You've got a lot of portals of entry because these things allow uh, bacteria to uh, to come in. And you can say, well, don't they keep everything sterile? Well, I mean, you can try your best, but you can scrub your hands for two hours with uh, with the antiseptic. Uh, alcohol stuff, but two hours later, your hands will be completely recovered with all the bacteria that were on there before. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. It's a, know, it's a battle. It's a war, isn't it? We figure out something, then they figure out something, how to get around it. And then we I figure just, out something else. You know, I just 
spit in my hands and rub them together, and I figure that's as good as anything. All right, okay, that's an interesting question. Does your immune system have to be exercised, or is it good for us to be using, like, the Lysol on everything? You know what I mean? Well, I I don't believe in all this Lysol stuff. And I, my office girls, they are constantly cleaning every surface, and there's Lysol in every room, and it drives me nuts. I can't stand the smell of that stuff. It gives me migraines, but... And I say to them, I say, what's dirtier, that countertop or your hand? <laughs> and, I, you know, 95% of the viruses are airborne anyway. They're not transmitted uh, hand-to-mouth or, or oral fecal route. Uh, there are a few bugs that will come that way. I mean, you can get some of these uh, uh, some of these uh, diarrhea bacteria and viruses that are, that are transmitted oral fecal. And we've seen that, and we've seen it in workers who've had it or who are colonized with it, and then they um, they prepare the salad bar on the ships or wherever, and then everybody comes down with the uh, – who eats that salad comes down with the bug, and, you know, you got the di- diarrhea bug going around, the Norwalk virus and all that. <clears throat> but that's, that's, uh, that's really not the rule. Most of the viruses are spread by – aerosol by you cough or sneeze and somebody walks through it and a few minutes later and they pick it up we were when i was a kid we used to drink out of the hose all right we were in every kind of mud puddle there is known to man we were we were going into places we probably should never have gone into and the only warnings we ever got from our parents was don't step on a rusty nail so are we better off because of that did we build an immune system that was uh, resistant to just about everything because of it well, and, just our, and our kids being cheated today because they're not doing that. Well, one of the things I did is my parents said, don't step on a rusty nail. So I went out and did it just to, <laughs> just to be a rebellious one. huh? But, um, I, you know, I've never had any problems drinking from the hose. You, what are you going to catch from? from uh, well, it's been laying on the ground. What do you want to drink on the hose for? Come and get a glass. Well, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you you're going to pick up a little dirt no matter what you do. You you know, you put your fingers in your mouth and you've got germs and, and dirt and bugs and all that in your mouth. So I'm not quite sure what the uh, what the big deal is. But uh, And now, you know, you're not supposed to drink out of the hose, I guess, because uh, the hose itself has toxic materials in it, you know, this plastics and different things. So instead, you drink out of a plastic water bottle. So it's very confusing to me. I don't get it. You're right. I never thought about that. Did you ever think when you were a kid that a bottle of water would cost as much as a bottle of beer? Never. The price of beer is much too high. And you know know who's driving this? It's the women. The women. They, They don't like the taste of tap water because... It's got chlorine in it, and they think that's evil. And, you know, you got some trace minerals. And here in, in our area in Florida, there's a little sulfur in the water, which is actually good for you. And so it, it it's it's a little different. Uh, you know, there's, there's calcium and iron because if you let the water sit in the toilet or the sink, it'll create that ring. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think some of these trace minerals are probably good for you. But I know my – I had an uncle um... – worked with uh, horses and was a, a ironsmith and lived in Colorado. And he came back to Chicago one time to uh, have, and we were having dinner and uh, they asked him if he wanted some more coffee. And he said, no, he couldn't take the coffee because the water, even though it was coming from Lake Michigan, which is some of the finest freshwater lakes in the world, 
He said he couldn't stand it. It just tasted terrible because of the water. So it must have been what they put into it afterwards that he was tasting as well. So, yeah, uh, well, that, yeah, it's, uh, some of it are additives and some of it's psychological too, Ken. I mean, yeah. you know, you get, you know, five women decide they like a bottle of water in a, in a plastic bottle over the tap and all of a sudden 50,000 women like it and then 50 million women like it and and then the guys follow suit and I tried to fight it and my wife always has at least two dozen bottles of water in the uh, in the refrigerator in the garage and after a while I'm just like oh what the hell <laughs> <laughs> can't can't beat them join them huh yeah just you know it's not worth fighting over and uh, so they like that and then the guys get hooked and the kids get hooked because the mothers tell them oh this is safer for you this is healthier and my son everything has to be uh, filtered now and he carries around this big jug and and it's got filtered water in it and he won't drink anything else but that's the way it is that's not going to hurt him i guess to be filtered so if he wants to pay extra for it go for it we'll see (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how long he lives (laughs) what else is going on doc well you know talking about babies uh and and organisms wanting to live now in china they're they're rapidly uh, losing population by attrition, and they're not making any babies. And so there's there's two problems. One is that there's way more men than women because in the old days when they had the uh, one child, one family rule going on to slow down the population growth, the, a lot of the women would abort the females because the males were more valuable. They'd earn more money and, and could do more activities around the house and that sort of thing. So now there's a virtual uh, lack of women of uh, childbearing years. And on top of that, the government wants them to start having more babies. And uh, they're saying, no, a lot of the women say, I don't want to have any more babies. I got one baby or I don't want any babies at all. I'm a career woman. And one woman said, well, if you want to pay me 40 grand, I'll have another baby, but I'm not going to do it for free. I mean, you know, the the economy's uh, tanking over there. People in the uh, 18 to 35 age group are having a hard time finding jobs. And uh, uh, the unemployment in the young people is, I think, about 20% now, Ken. That's a big, big. That's awfully high. Yeah, Yeah, that's awfully high. And uh, we're stretching out the supply chains by trying to shift everything down to Vietnam and Bangladesh and Indonesia, and uh, eventually we'll get into India when they get a little bit less corrupt. But, uh, and it's kind of uh, the idea of cutting off from China, our trade with China is a little bit uh, fictitious because what we're doing is we're now having things that are, the, the, the base parts are made in China, they're shipped to Vietnam, they're put together in Vietnam, and then we buy them from Vietnam. Right, yeah. So, it, you know, we're still supporting this, but they they do see a drop because, of course, you're going to get more for a piece of finished good than you are for a mass-produced uh, piece of plastic or, or a circuit board that uh, has not been put into and, and hooked up and uh, programmed to do what it's supposed to do and whatever it is, a car or a computer or a rocket ship or whatever. So, but the women are saying... Why should I have a baby? You know, I'm happy. I'm, I've got one baby. I'm happy with that. Or I've got a career, uh, and I just want to go home at the end of the day and 
and uh, be with my pets. <laughs> and you can get, especially the women, they get a lot of satisfaction, emotional satisfaction out of taking care of just about anything that's living, including a dog or a cat. And one of the great stories uh, my friend Nick tells me is uh, his mother, he, he was uh, originally from India, and his, his mother, of course, is Indian. She's still there and very devout Hindu, almost a Jain. Uh, she didn't even believe in killing a cockroach, and she would lift them up and carry them back outside. Wow. So that they wouldn't, uh, she did not believe in killing any living things, and, but she did not want a dog. She did not like the idea of having a pet in the house because she thought it was dirty. And then one of her sons uh, had a dog, and he moved away and said, "We take care of the dog for me." Of course, she fell in love with the dog. Of course, yeah, yeah, you know. And and then she didn't want to give the dog up, so now the dog lives with her. I don't know if the dog's still alive, but <laughs> but I think that's uh, I think that's a very telling story about the nature of the of the beast. That uh, if you have a pet. That may fulfill those maternal needs in a lot of women. Now, I would think that the challenge of raising a child would be uh, something a lot of people would want to do, but apparently, it's that that whole sentiment's kind of uh, fading, Ken, in the younger generation. It's in this country too. Yeah, all over the world. Yeah. Japan oh. has the same problem. Their their yeah. uh, population is aging. Korea, Korea is now paying people to have babies. They're offering you. Uh, uh, additional financial support uh, for second and third kids. They get free college, and uh, uh, there's a lot of perks to having another kid. Now, whether or not the, the Korean women will do it, you know, they, they're they women. They're going to do what they want. That's, <laughs> you know, and they're if they have a pet and they're happy with that, and there's a lot of people in, in Korea now that have dogs for pets. Don't they eat dogs over there? Not anymore. Not they're anymore? Out. Okay. If I was a dog, I'd pre- be, be pretty nervous. Well, I'm nervous because <laughs> my wife keeps calling me a dirty dog. So. <laughs> hey, did you see I got my Dr. Bill mug this morning? I hadn't noticed yet. I, I found a blue one, so it uh, it shows up. Very nice. bled through. Okay. What do you think? Looks, looking good. Looking good? Yeah, look at that. Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, that's what's going on in China. Plus, they're they're threatening to take over the whole world, but I don't think they're going to get anywhere. Oh, uh, not 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 in our lifetime. No, man, they're they, they're not there yet. But uh, if we leave the Democrats in long enough, they'll just give the whole country away. So you know, either way, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, just go in and bomb the crap out of the uh, Iranian. Plants that are making these uh, drones and these missiles and these rockets, blow them up. What's oh, the big deal? Oh, they think they're going to, uh, Washington's afraid they'll go nuclear somehow. Take out South Korea. Take out Hawaii or something, or Japan. Well, Hawaii is pretty heavily Democratic, so I'm not sure that's <laughs> a great loss. But if, that's why I say use neutron bombs because then the Doesn't stuff- Bezos live there now? Does he live there? I think he may have a place in home. I'm sure he's got a place everywhere. But Well, he's a nice Jewish boy, so I'm sure he was a liberal at some point. I don't know what he is now. I haven't heard that he's involved in a lot of politics. Have you? No. No, but I'm sure he is. He just keeps it a secret. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's played his cards pretty, pretty close to the chest. 
and uh, one of the most successful men of our generation, huh? Yeah, and Bill Gates is not the same. You see a lot more of Bill Gates. We don't see Bill anymore. You hear about him giving, you know, some some college money or something like that, but you don't see these guys anymore. Well, Bill's morphed into a real liberal. He's, you know, climate change and save the uh, save the monkeys and whatever else is going on. He's in on that, and I guess his foundation is huge. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Any foundation he could put together would be big. Yeah. Interesting guy. Dropped out of Harvard and uh, changed the world. Changed the world. Well, actually, he just stole it from uh, Jobs and Wozniak, but uh, yeah, he knew how to market. There was enough money to go around for everybody. Hell, I didn't get any of it. Well, you weren't one of the three, so I could have been. <laughs> Nobody. I, no one. I could have never come up with that. I could have never come up with Windows. I guarantee you. Yeah, that was uh, Wozniak. He's the guy who really figured that out. Smart boy. He's still alive. Again, again, one of those guys you just never see. Yeah, he and Jobs started uh, Apple, and uh, it was uh, Paul Allen and Bill Gates that started uh, the Windows thing. Microsoft, yeah. Yeah, Microsoft, and uh, I think Paul Allen's dead now. So... I think you're right on that one. Might be, yeah. So, if, you know, at the end, you got, you leave all your money here, so you might as well give it away. Give it to me. I'll take a little bit. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll put it to good use, honestly. So will I, absolutely. So did you hear North Korea fired 200 artillery rounds into the disputed waters between the north and south, not right off the shore of the demilitarized zone? So if you've ever been to Korea, South Korea, uh, and you go up to the to the boundary uh, between the north and the south, there's about a mile or two wide buffer area that is basically now just a national park. It's all wooded and uh, animals that they hadn't seen in the peninsula for hundreds of years have returned and lived there. And uh, it's it's fascinating with a with a uh, binoculars or a scope, you can see the pseudo village that the north built because both sides were supposed to build uh, a village or a town right near the border to deter, uh, you know, incursions because you don't want to shell your own bloodline, although the North doesn't care. No, don't shell them. So what did they, they build there? Um, in the buffer zone or yeah. on the north side? On the north side. The, they built a little village and never populated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And said, see, we built a village in, you know, in the south. So, well, we actually have people living in our villages. <laughs> they are do funny know, to watch. Do you know that they dug caves through granite, through rock, underneath a demilitarized zone from North Korea to South Korea? Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. How, well, what, what, are we, are they still there? Or are we blowing them up? They're still there. Um, of course, uh, they've been blocked off. Uh, uh, in certain points, but they've all been found, and you can actually go into them and and walk down about a half a mile, and and they get pretty uh, they get pretty tight. You know, you have to be pretty small, and you have to bend over. But uh, it, it's fascinating to see. I'm, I wonder how many people died digging those things. Sure. Uh, I think they're they found about four or five so far. 
And I guess that was so the North Koreans could come streaming into the South underneath the buffer zone, the, the DMZ zone. Which and is just pretty much minefield, isn't it? That's just one big minefield. It's not even that anymore. It's just a national park. It's, really? It, yeah, it's all it's all wooded, and it's really beautiful. And uh, as I said, there are animals that have returned into that habitat that have not been seen on, on the peninsula for decades or centuries. You know, they, somebody even spotted a, a tiger. So go figure. <laughs> So really, it should just be turned into the UN should turn it into a, a world uh, whatever site that they call it, world refugee site. Oh, okay, go. yeah, well, animal refugee site, and uh, that that is a fascinating phenomenon to see. If you ever get the chance to go to Korea, make sure you go to the DMZ. We were going up to the DMZ, and our guide was talking because you can't go on your own. They they don't want people just coming up in a car. You have to uh, go on a bus on an official tour. I guess there's some danger involved with that. And of course, there are soldiers there and uh, there's uh, buildings and there's armaments and there's gift shops. And, you know, it's a it's it's kind of a, an interesting mix of tourism and militarism. I have not really seen anything like that before. And uh, so we were going up, and I, I asked this one lady I, who was our tour guide, I said, have you ever met anybody uh, who has escaped from North Korea? And she told me about a, a woman she met who uh, secretly had, in the, in the early days, had people from the South send her money, and she she saved up her money, hid it, and then she paid off the guards and worked her way down and got across somehow. <laughs> Money is king. Cash is king, man. Yeah, it's like pretty cool, you know. Yeah, everybody's corrupt. <laughs> but I forget who it was. It was either Samsung or um, one one of the big industrialists, uh, one of the big magnets in South Korea. Uh, his dad told him he was in North Korea, and he didn't like what was going on. He was a kid, and his dad said, hey, take our cow to market and sell it. We need the money. He said, okay, Dad. So he took the cow to market, sold it. And escaped. <laughs> <laughs> and Dad, I guess, starved to death. Who knows? But oh, they Sam's probably put him in a work camp after they found out he took off across the, the country. Yeah. They probably they probably shot him or he shot himself. Yeah, they take it out on your family. So one way to keep you there. Well, yeah, because, you know, you had the damn kid. That's right. Why don't we do that here if our kids act up? Just kill the parents. Is that wrong? No. Uh, no, let me think about that for a while. <laughs> you think about that. We'll we'll talk about that after we uh, go get a cup of joe. That's but right. You know what we really need before we have coffee? Hmm. We need a question. We need a question. We need a question for not one, but two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. Doc's holding on one right now if you're watching on Facebook. They are gorgeous and very, very sturdy. I like them. Uh, the phone number to call if you want to win, 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. First caller with the correct answer to this question. We were talking about a new type of medicine coming out that's going to fight superbugs. What kind of medicine was that? You don't have to come up with a name, just a type. Was it a steroid, you know, a birth control pill, whatever? Tell me what kind of pill it was. What What kind of medicine is it? 
at 877-969-8600, 877-969-8600, and the first caller will win. Ain't that true, Doc? You got it, buddy boy. And by the way, I'm at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Telemedicine visits are always available. And we just had Steve Baltimore last week in his <laughs> telemedicine visit. All right, good. You ready to go? I'm ready, buddy. Right, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side. You bet. SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The U.N. Food and Agriculture... Three and why electric vehicles exported to China to fix problems with their automatic assisted steering functions and door latch controls. The Chinese say that Tesla Motors in Beijing and Shanghai will use remote upgrade technology to fix the problems. This is SRN News. AM860, the answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. 
high rip current risk in effect through this evening. Mostly cloudy, less humid today. High 66 tonight, partly to mostly cloudy, the low 51. Tomorrow, cloudy with a couple of showers, high 71. Winds becoming strong Tuesday, cloudy, periods of rain and a thunderstorm in the afternoon, high 78. Get your weather news when and how you want it, wherever you are. Download our free app or visit AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Drew Shannon for AM860, The Answer. There we go. Now I'm unmuted. I didn't want you to hear me slurping my coffee and coughing while we were on break there, bud. Well, you're so, back now. Good. I'm, I'm back now, and um, I've got behind me uh, a little mini reactor. Can you see that? Buddy? I see that. Looks like a, yeah, that's what looks like a nuclear reactor. So these are uh, the, the new smaller ones, and uh, they produce, of course, less energy, but they're modular, so you can build them in a factory. And you can ship them somewhere and put them together. And, uh, you know, little towns and cities can have one or two or three of these things. And uh, it's got uh, it's got gas, either water vapor, or you can use other coolants. Uh, they're using carbon dioxide. Let me see if I can get out of the way. So you see, here's the reactor. This heats up the water or the, the uh, carbon dioxide or whatever. And as it heats it, it blows it down through here turns these little turbines. You know what a turbine is. You know, you look inside the uh, motor of a jet engine, Ken. That's a turbine. That's a turbine, and that turns. And as that turns, it turns a little a little uh, axle on a generator, and the generator makes electricity. And then it goes to your little city. Pretty simple. Okay. Very simple. And so now, apparently the Chinese and the Russians are way ahead of us on, on it, implementing nuclear uh energy as a source of electricity so now we're playing catch up as usual however we have companies that have developed a lot of this stuff and it probably helped in, in russia and china as well to get them set up but of course the democrats and the weenies and the wonks they're all afraid of nuclear uh, uh, energy and nuclear fuel and they think they're going to have a nuclear explosion in their backyard which they're not so these are called advanced gas-cooled reactors, uh, among other things. And there's different gases that you can use other than water. And uh, you just have to change the metal containers that you have the material in because of the uh, corrosion that can be caused. So you can even use salt. You can even use uh, liquefied salt to drive it. Of course, that's highly corrosive. But can here... You have uh, you have uh, rods that are made out of material that will absorb neutrons, and then between that, you have the uh, the uh, nuclear material, and so you can pull these rods in and out, and uh, they will uh, moderate the amount of heat that is released because they'll increase or decrease the the nuclear fission that's going on. You know, the, the more material you have closer to each other, the more the more fission you're going to have. And, of course, if you can super compact it, you have super fission, which is a nuclear explosion. You can't get that in a nuclear reactor. You can't get the uh, U-235 close enough, uh, the, the, the uh, atoms close enough together. You have to use uh, high explosives to force them together. Yeah, the worst you could have would be a meltdown. Yeah, meltdown. And then when that melts down and it, it, it burns through the crust of the earth and it hits a water pocket, then you have a 
a thermal reaction. You have a steam jet shoot up and that disperses nuclear material all over the place. But uh, even that's not, I mean, you know, people are, well, I'm going to get thyroid cancer. Well, you know, it's a little worse than skin cancer. We can find it quickly and it's easy to get out. It's a one-day procedure. Of course, nobody likes being cut on, but too bad. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> well, if we can put these on submarines, we should be able to power a small town with it. Well, that's what the, this guy down in Turks and Caicos, uh, an attorney, told me. He said, we love it down here. The only thing we're lacking is is our own electricity. He said, if we could just get a hold of a nuclear reactor out of an old sub, <laughs> we wouldn't need anything. We'd have electricity. We wouldn't have to import oil or gas or anything. Of course, they become an instant terrorist target. So you got to watch that, too. They have to be hardened pretty well, I would think. Okay, so so a terrorist gets a hold of one of these. Now, what are they going to do with it? No, I'm talking First, about I'm talking about just blowing one up. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you've you've got to have security, but you can blow up a, a, a power plant, a sub sub uh, station. You can blow up a, a dam. You, I mean, you can blow up anything. But uh, I guess there just will need to be some extra security, but. And I think we're 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 getting a little hysterical when we're worried about uh, terrorists. I mean, if we're really worried about terrorists, why don't we close the border? That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> stop letting them in. Yeah, yeah that'd be I step mean, number I, one. That really would be. Yeah, I don't think that terrorism is as big a threat as uh, we think it is in this day and age. I think we've got a pretty good grip on it, but we could certainly have another nine eleven of some type or another. True. And. Uh, Speaking of planes, did you see where that, uh, I think it was a 757, uh, big piece of it came off Alaska Air? Yes, uh, yeah, it looked, uh, like a door area that was never put into a door. It's just it's there in case an, air, 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 an airline wants to make it a door, blew off. So it's kind of like a cutout area? Y- yeah, it was like a, one of the panels that was riveted on that just blew out or got sucked out. and. Some little kid's diaper got ripped off. It was terrible. A lot of people lost their cell phones. <laughs> that That is terrible. Yeah. yeah I'm suing. But nobody got sucked out, and I was surprised. Usually the person right next to it, on a hole that size especially. I mean, a whole rows have been sucked out. I mean, that was one big mother sucker. Yes, that was huge. That was huge. That was like, that was like a whole door gone. <laughs> well, that's what it was. It was an area that's supposed to be a door if you if the airline wants it there. And uh, it's amazing to me that uh, that we survive as much as we do. We're pretty resilient, you know. We're tough. Yeah, we're tough. We're tough. Of course, uh, you you have to put on your oxygen mask because you're what at thirty thousand feet, and uh, if you don't put on your oxygen mask, you're not going to be around much longer because there ain't no oxygen up there. And it's very cold up there. It's like fifty below, so they got to get down fast. So, which I'm sure they did. They yeah. probably felt like a damn stone. I mean. Uh, because they lost their they lost their cabin compression and it probably threw everything off. But how scary! How scary! But yeah, but you know, Alaska Air has has uh, has grounded all of those jets that that are in that class. I forget which one they are. It's a Boeing, I think, a seven forty seven fifty seven or seven sixty seven, something like something. that. Yeah. And so, their Alaska Air is going to take a big hit. Oh my gosh! I think there may have been more grounded after that, but I'm. I... Not sure, so I want to say, but probably you know it probably follows suit, and they'll have to check everything out on those planes. Yeah, they usually do. So very, very scary, very and interesting too. Interesting. 
I like that kind of stuff. I mean, I like being in the middle of of a crisis and and trying to figure out how to get through it. Okay, it it sort of uh, it presents a challenge, you know, kind of like a code in the hospital when somebody is dying. And of course, I'm getting older, so I'm not as uh, gung ho as I used to be. But I did take the advanced cardiac life support course again Friday. We have to re up every two or three years in order to maintain our our privileges at the hospital, especially if you're calling yourself a cardiologist or intensive intensive care doctor. So had to do that, got that out of the way, got some more CMEs, and uh, uh, it's it really hasn't changed a whole lot. I missed one question because uh, I said 10 to 12 uh, breaths per minute when you're, you know, bagging people and pumping on their chest. You know how you do that. Mm-hmm. You've seen Sure. Well, that's only 10. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was off by two. Oh, my God, I was off by two. You're going to give them a little more air. What's wrong with you, person? Uh, no. That, what are they, denying these people oxygen? By the way, I just looked it up, and uh, Alaska Airlines has grounded their fleet, and the FAA has also grounded an additional 171 of the jets, which is a uh, 767 <laughs> MAX 9, I think it's called. 767, all right. Yeah. We got the seven six. I'm sorry, seven thirty seven max nine. Seven thirty seven. Seven thirty seven. There you go. They're, they're a little smaller planes. Older, yeah. So, and apparently the rivets are coming loose. So, so don't get on a one. Don't get on a seven thirty seven today. <laughs> no, avoid the seven thirty sevens. The rivets are not not holding, and uh, I don't think bubble gum's going to work here. <laughs> no, no. So you know what a big problem is. Uh, it, is osteoarthritis, Ken. You know what that is? Oh, sure. My mom had it. It's painful. Yeah, it's a degeneration of the uh, of the joints, and uh, it's got a genetic component. It's also partly related to uh, to trauma, the trauma of just walking around, because as you know, your joints are your shock absorbers. And if you are an athlete and, and you do weight-bearing activity, um, you're going to... Uh, likely increase the risk of osteoarthritis if you have a predisposition to it. And it's a big problem, especially with the aging population. And that's why the orthopods are making such big money because they're replacing knees and hips and uh, spinal surgery and all that, you know, ruptured disc and uh, and shoulders, and the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. Well, now there's a lot of research going on to try to figure out what medications can we use to uh, treat this or prevent it. And uh, one of the things that, that has come up is uh, strontium renolate, renolate, strontium renolate. You know what strontium is? Not a clue. Strontium is a heavy metal, and radioactive strontium is one of the uh, daughters of uh, the nuclear reactors and the nuclear explosions, and that has a half-life of, I don't know, 100 billion years or something. Who knows? It's got a long half-life, and... So, but at any rate, strontium has been used, believe it or not, since the time of the gladiators in old Rome. And they didn't know exactly what strontium was, but they knew there was something in certain fresh vegetables and uh, that uh, protected their joints, and it was high levels of strontium. And so they would eat, you know, we would think they would eat a, a high meat diet. They actually ate a high vegetable diet. Believe it or not. Yeah, you think they'd be going for the protein, the gladiators especially. I think they got protein uh, enough to, to get through the day. But 
the strontium uh, strengthened their bones and uh, protected their joints. And so they ate without knowing it a high strontium diet. Now, strontium renolate has been used in Europe for osteoarthritis. And this works by uh, by interfering with some of the abnormal uh, chemicals that are released. And so you have uh, you have you have bone cells, and uh, on top of that, you have uh, cartilage cells, chondrocytes, and the chondrocytes are at the top and bottom of the of the bones that make the, up the joint, like the knee. And these get dysregulated over time, um, and uh, they don't actually remember, or they're blocked from remembering what they're supposed to be doing, or they're supposed to be increasing or decreasing, so to speak, and. Uh, we have constant turnover of our bone and our cartilage, Ken, so that you've got in the bone, you have osteoblasts and osteoclasts. There are two classes of cells. One breaks down bone, the other builds it back up. So we're constantly remodeling our bone. And we're also doing this with our joints. We're constantly remodeling our joints, our, our, our uh, cartilages. Uh, if you lose the ability to do that, then the normal wear and tear of, of walking and running and jumping and dancing and doing radio shows <laughs> yeah we're often very sore after this show yeah well, I'm, I'm, i'll tell you what i have to take that a pain pill here sitting in the same chair will make you achy yeah and so one of the things that we're attacking with the, these new uh these new drugs are the interleukins and in, in, in specifically interleukin 1b now we know that interleukin 6 is uh, associated with certain autoimmune diseases and interleukin 23 other autoimmune diseases we we know a lot about the interleukins they're an interesting class of uh, chemicals that our bodies make and and so this has been well described uh, we know all about it and now we're looking for ways to uh, alter or amend or interfere with that and so we're coming out with new treatments uh, for osteoarthritis and also looking at regenerative therapy to help the cartilage repair itself so these are all new uh, potentially miracle drugs for, for people like you and me, Ken, who are getting to that point in that age and stage in life where where the osteoarthritis is kicking in. Well, I know my knees are getting pretty weak. I have to push myself on a, on a table if I have to get on the floor and, you know, do something. So Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's an interesting medical factoid that you probably didn't know about. No. Look for that coming out. And, and even though the new antibiotic is really fun and fascinating and we hope it'll do a lot of good, we're talking about a few thousand people that, uh, or tens of thousands maybe, that, that uh, contract the uh, cynodobacter and, and die from that. But we're talking about tens of millions of people with osteoarthritis and joint replacements. You can give your life, you can give them their life back if you can get them out there moving a little bit. Yep. Without pain. Yeah, and, and of course, that's important because if you remain active, you're going to live longer and keep your weight down. 30 minutes of aerobic activity every day of your life will prolong your life. Decrease diabetes, uh, decrease hypertension, decrease uh, high cholesterol, all those things. That what about just bad. walking? Um, you really have to do aerobic, so you have to be sweating. You power walk. If you're not sweating, you're not burning calories. If you're not burning calories, 
you're not really performing any heavy uh, work. But of course, as we get older, we can't do those things anymore. So walking is probably a good thing. But like I tell my patients, uh, if you want to be uh, mindful of your joints, do non-weight-bearing activity, swimming, riding a bike with with, uh, good suspension on the bike, uh, exercise bike at home, these are things that are non-weight-bearing. But if you walk, that's weight-bearing. There's this thing called gravity, Ken. I've you heard about it, yeah. heard about that. Sometimes it pulls on me. I don't know. <laughs> Keeps me grounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, otherwise we'd float, right? That's right. <laughs> what is it? The, the arthritis, this affects the hands, too. It's the same kind of thing. My mom always had trouble with her hands. Is that the same kind of thing? Yeah, osteoarthritis generally gets the distal uh the far joints on the fingers, so the the ones closest to your fingernails, and then rheumatoid arthritis gets your knuckles uh, more commonly, uh, but they can both affect all the joints. But you can pretty much tell when you see a patient with arthritis which one they have just by looking at their hands if they've had it for a while. Yeah, it was the knuckles on her, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's good news. Great. Yeah, and I think we've got uh, a lot more coming down the pike. Now, by the way, did you hear DeSantis was baffled uh, by a question? One of the reporters asked him if he would pardon Trump. And he said, if he's you know in prison, yeah, I'll pardon him. And he said, they asked him why. And he said, well, I think it will go a long way towards healing the country, uh, just as uh, Ford pardoning Nixon did back in the uh, late 70s. Remember that? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Ford took, Ford probably lost the election because of it. Well, that and I think everybody was just tired of the uh, Republicans. You know, the people's they, they they they're so fickle. Even my wife. Some days she likes me. Some days she doesn't. I don't know. And what do I do wrong? <laughs> Any rate. So then, so then the reporter asked him, "Well, if you if you pardon Trump, would you pardon uh, 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 Biden's son?" And he said, "What? What are you talking about? No." He said, why not? If you pardon Trump, he said, you know, first of all, let's face it. Trump has not been convicted of anything. He's not even really been formally indicted of anything other than uh, supposedly upping the value of real estate when he went to the bank. But it's a victimless, victimless, victimless crime, Ken. Yes. You You have to have a victim when you have something like that. And all the banks are saying. We, we're not victims and there's nothing to have. Of course, that's going to be thrown out. That's, you know, that's unconstitutional. You can't do that. Well, I mean, you can, but you're just wasting time and money, the taxpayers' time and money to take these things to trial. And uh, Colorado saying, well, he, he, uh, he suborned uh, rebellion and uh, insurrection. He did not. There's, I mean, I've read the whole speech that he gave. Uh, on January 6th, and there was nothing in there that said, go take over the, the Capitol building. He said, let's march up peacefully to the Capitol building and try to give the senators who are on the line courage to do the right thing. Yeah, used, I he, think he used a term like, give them heck or something like that, but he was just talking, make some noise so they can hear you. They know you're out there. I yeah. don't, he never said, go inside and tear the place apart. So, And even that's not insurrection. Come on. There was no attempt to take over the country. Uh, There was no attempt to uh, uh, destroy the government. I mean, it's just a bunch of of manic depressives went in there and ranted and raved and 
threw things around. Of course, if somebody else goes in there that's not a conservative and rants and raves and throws things around, that's okay if they're liberal. <laughs> that's not insurrection. That's uh, that's, that's protest. That's protecting the government, I guess. I yes. So, uh, so Joe Biden says that uh, electing Trump will destroy democracy. Meanwhile, all these states are trying to keep him off the ballot. I thought democracy was when you got to vote for who you wanted. Supposed to be. I, I, am I wrong? Did I miss something? Uh, the way I remember it in school. Now, you know all this is going to be thrown out. And uh, the, the one of the uh, district judges in Wyoming, uh, somebody brought a suit to get Trump off the ballot. And he, he, he said, this is ridiculous. And he said, you can't do that. And he threw it out of court. I, so, think the, uh, I think the Supreme Court, of all the things he's dealing with right now, I think the Supreme Court will go along with him on all of them except one. I don't think he, I, I don't think they're going to give him blanket immunity from all crimes forever, which is essentially what I think that it means if he uh, if they if they rule with him. Well, I think they have to do this uh, one at a time. Uh, so they're going to take up. I would think the first thing they would take up would be the uh, the state ballots, uh, trying to keep Trump off of that and. Uh, there's just no constitutional basis for the states doing that. You can't say the guy uh, uh, was involved in an insurrection. I mean, he hadn't even been charged, much less found guilty of any crime of insurrection. Right. I think the Supreme Court would definitely side with him on that. Well, remember, Ken, the Senate tried this, and they found him not guilty of insurrection. Exactly, yeah. So I mean, what do you want? You want uh, you want to try this in every state again and again and again? How many times are you going to go through this? The Supreme Court will throw this out. It will not stand. And uh, I think he's very confident because he's acting like nothing's going to stop him. You can't you can't do that to the front runner of any party. You can, but I don't think you'll get anywhere. Well, yeah, you try, but it's not going to happen. Not going to work. No. Right. So. I don't think he's got anything to worry about there. Even though Illinois is now doing the same thing. They just tried to throw him off the ballot. And apparently in Illinois, they have something else that I just found out about yesterday. You have to sign a pledge if you run for president in Illinois that you will not um, take over the government. Well, if you're the president, what, what are you not doing that? I mean, I don't aren't, know. It's, yeah. aren't you ahead of one of the major branches of government? You are sort of taking over the government. You're taking over the you know, responsibility of it. So, And what does taking over the government entail? What does it, what is the actual definition that you will make decrees that, that are law? Well, I mean, I don't know, no, you know, that you can't do that. I mean, maybe in wartime FDR could do that, but in, in peacetime, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. You got to get it through Congress. Exactly. I mean, even Joe's found that out. He he tries to do this and that and this and that. And Congress says, that's not in your domain. They take it up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says, you're right. This is the uh, legislative branches area, not executive. I don't know. I don't think he's got any problems really on that one. Doc, we've got about a minute left here. You want to talk about the business a bit? Yeah, but first I want to get a small modular nuclear reactor at the office. So uh, <laughs> if anybody has any connections, let me know. Yeah, if you got one in the garage, Doc's interested, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could probably fit it in your garage. Probably, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I'm also your doctor, your hometown doctor, and your international doctor. Hell, we take care of people from all over the world. And we're at 727-384-6411, 
and we do take uh, advantage plans. Remember that, Ken. Yep. And we are at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Petersburg, Florida. We have a really nice clinic. Fully, You've been there. It's fully. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's it's well equipped. It is. You've got things there. I didn't even know what they were. I, even I don't know what some of these <laughs> things are. Got about I use them seconds, every day. About 10 <laughs> seconds, Doc. Give the phone number. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at CanCareClinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.